Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning. Thank you so much for tuning in once again to the Church Board Confessions Podcast. I'm your host, Emmanuel Hecke. And man, thank you guys for tuning in. I, I have to first start off the episode by this and then we get straight into it because there's a lot to cover. Um, all of the great feedback um, you guys telling me in the last episode really helped you that, that it was confirmation, that it was whatever... All of that, I want to thank you guys for sharing that information um, with me. All glory, all honor, all praise, adoration goes to God. Um, God is the one that gets me with that message, like every message, and I'm thankful that he could use me as a vessel. And it's times like that that really motivate me and keep me determined to continue everything that I'm doing with this podcast. Well, everything that God is doing, allow myself to be used by um, everything that he's doing with this podcast. So thank you so much. That is encouraging. It really like makes my day like whenever i hear the feedback and everything like that um so i love you guys um and we're going to continue and we're going to continue we're going to continue to dive into the word of god we're going to continue to make ourselves better we're going to continue to um to enhance our relationship with god and and be children of god and ambassadors for christ on this planet that is what we will do as my cousin would say as my late cousin would say I'm going to get better, you're going to get better, and we're going to get better together. That is what's going to happen on this podcast, what's going to be happening with this, um, the community that we are forming around this ministry. I, so I call it unassociated ministry more than I call it a company now. So I thank you guys for that feedback. Um, let's get to this episode. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to get right to it. Um, first things first, um, I have an Ask Church Boy submission, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, I, I wish you'd clap it up. I can't really tell if you're clapping or not, but I'm clapping a little. All right. Um, like I told you guys, www.unassociated.com. Submit your questions there. Submit your top suggestions there. And I'm going to cover them here on this um, on this podcast. Right. Um, www.unassociated.com slash Ask Church Boy. And we got a submission, ladies and gentlemen, from our homegirl, D. D, you know who you are. <laughs> That's the homegirl right there. And she asked a question pertaining to pride. And then we're going to get into this entire episode of comparison. I do believe that they go hand in hand, you know. Um, so let's get right into it, ladies and gentlemen. We got a lot to cover. D asked, thank you so much for the question, D. D asked, how does pride cloud our understanding of God's character and his fullness? Okay, that's a great that's a great question. So I'm 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 gonna be try I'm trying to be as straightforward as possible. The first thing I came up with was very clear, straight, simple. Um, James chapter four verse six tells us, and there's many places in the Bible that that reiterates the same thing. God resisteth the proud. God resisteth the proud. God resisteth the proud. The proud are the too prideful. The people who are too prideful on this planet. And even furthermore, that verse talks about how he gives more grace to the humble, and he resisteth. The proud. I think right off the bat, you know, because one plus one equals two, we could also recognize that it's hard for us to even experience God's character and his fullness if God is resisting us. It's hard for us to have a relationship with God if God is literally resisting us. The Bible says he resists the proud. So straightforward answer, very simple answer is that your pride is an obstacle is a hindrance in your relationship with God because God is actively resisting you and you do not want your pride. You don't want anything to get in between you and a relationship with God. And the fact that the Bible says that that's, you know, something that comes in between that, then we got to, that means that we know that we have to check it. But I want to go a little deeper and, you know, 
we don't always need wise as to why God says certain things. But one thing that I realized that pride has done for a lot of us, it, I, my mom says there are multiple things that destroy a man, three things that destroy a man. I'm not going to go into the other two. But the first thing that she said was pride. Um, and I would think that, you know, for a lot of us, the reason why pride is such a big issue is because ultimately it gives us a spirit of self-centeredness. We're all self-centered when we have that pride in us. You know what I'm saying? And like we are so fixated on what we want, what we want to be perceived as, the type of respect that we want to receive, the type of way that we want to be dealt with, the type of um, way that we want to be handled, the way that we think people should see us and the, and the things that we want to do with our lives. And the thing is, a lot of those things that we want for our life and the desires that we have for our life can contradict what God has for our life. And that becomes a problem because now... You and you and God are trying to bump heads. He's trying to use you. Meanwhile, you're so, you know, fixated on your self-image. You're so fixated on how people treat you. You're so fixated on what you want to be doing in life because you're so self-centered that you're missing out on doing the will of God. Um, Ephesians chapter. And here's the thing, you know. It's very humbling to accept the identity that God has given us because there's times in the Bible where we are talking about we are his workmanship, that we are his instrument, that we are God's tools. You know, like in the world, you hear somebody say, oh, he used me or she used me. And, you know, we, we think of it in a bad thing because a lot of times it's because of manipulative people and all different stuff. But when God uses us. That is a blessing, that is an honor, and that is a privilege. But your pride can sometimes mix that up to think that it's something that, that's bad, right? Because maybe God wants you to do something that you don't want to do. But look at what the um, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10 says. Because we want to do what we want to do. We want to follow our own desires because we're so self-centered when it comes to pride. It says, for we are his workmanship. We are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. A lot of times your pride is going to want to um, do is going to make you want to do things um, because it will help you look a certain way or make you gain respect that you feel like you deserve or make you. um you know, it's just what you want because, like, you know, you're not thinking about anything else. You're not thinking about helping anybody else. You're not thinking about what God wants. You think about what you want. But the thing is, we were preordained to be in the good works that God has already set up. And we are his workmanship. We are his instruments. You have to humble yourself to accept the position of being an instrument. And I'm going to get into that more um, throughout the episode. But basically what I'm trying to get at is that there's going to be a lot of times in your life. And if you're a child of God, then you know this. And even if you're not a child of God, you have any encounter with God, then you know this, that God, the Holy Spirit, a lot of times urges us to do things that are uncomfortable. But a lot of times your pride is going to be the thing that keeps you from doing those things that are uncomfortable. Forgiving, speaking up, stepping out. A lot of us have not shared the gospel with our friends or people that we love because of our pride we're scared that you know we're going to look a certain way we're scared that you know we may come off as a jesus freak whatever it might be that's pride you know you're gonna like or, or forgiving somebody because like you know you feel like they did you wrong that's pride it can be pride it could be a lot of things but that can be pride not to mention and i think that this one is probably the most important i'm not gonna say most important it's very important is that pride a lot of the time keeps you from admitting wrong and what does the Bible say in Psalm 66, verse 18? The psalmist said, if I hide iniquity in my heart, God will not hear me. If I regard iniquity in my heart, God will not hear me. That's scripture. So it's really hard for you to understand God's character if 
you only see him as the person that makes you do uncomfortable things because you haven't already submitted to being his instrument. And it's hard for you to understand his fullness when he's resisting you and not to mention that you regarding iniquity in your heart, he's not even going to hear your prayers. Um, so long story short, there's no room for pride in a relationship with God. I hope that answered the question. <laughs> so cool, cool, cool. I, I hope that, you know, you know, I answered that, you know, as, as I, to the best of my ability, that's what I came up with. And we're going to go into the actual topic of this episode, ladies and gentlemen. And we're going to go to first Corinthians chapter four, verse six to seven. Um, and what's happening here, we're going to be talking about comparison, right? And I, and I really, this, this verse like stood out to me and it really like blessed me this past week. Um, just because I, like I've talked about on this episode time and time again, we've talked about comparison before. Um, and you know, it's just something that I feel like a lot of us are affected with, especially we are in the age of social media. We are Gen Z. We are being compared to the billionaire. There's people my age that are billionaires, people that my age have, you know, gone, done all these different things. And it's hard for us to not compare ourselves to other people it is hard it is actually hard but in this episode i want to talk about comparison and about how we ought to reject that spirit we have to reject the spirit of comparison and i'll get to that um but we're going to go to first corinthians chapter 4 verse 6 to 7 and what's happening in this passage is that if you read the entire chapter you realize that apostle paul is reprimanding he's basically going off on these church leaders in corinth um and basically he's hearing news that they're puffed up against each other meaning they're prideful and and they're thinking that one person is better than the other. And basically, he's trying to humble them and tell them, like, hey, yo, like, you know, this is this. This is what's going on. And this is how, you know, he's correcting them and everything. Um, so he's talking to people who are prideful. Um, and from this text, I'm going to talk about two two types of people, the prideful and the insecure, and how they can both be checked um, to where, you know, we can get to a place where we're glorifying God at, the, at our maximum, at our, at our capacity. So... First Corinthians chapter four, verse six to seven, it reads, and these things, brethren, Apostle Paul speaking, I have in a figure transferred to myself and to Apollos for your sakes, that ye might learn in us not to not to think of men above that which is written, not that one of you be puffed up, that no no one of you be puffed up for one against another. For who maketh thee to differ from one another, from another? And who what and and what hast thou that thou didst not receive now if thou didst receive it why dost thou glory as if thou hast not received it may god bless the hearing and the reading and understanding of his word in jesus mighty name i pray so what is happening in this passage the first thing i'm going to talk about is the prideful let's talk to the prideful people um, when it comes between the prideful and the insecure, I have spent many years on both sides, and I think that I'm well seasoned to speak on this topic. And the first thing I want to talk to, the first people I want to talk to is the prideful. Um, you know, it's very interesting in um, verse six when he says not to think of yourself more than what is written. You know, I think we live in an age where we are all about self-affirmations and like, you know, we're saying all these different amazing things about ourselves and, you know, and, and that's, that's, you know, it's cool to be positive and everything about yourself, but you know, we always have to, there's always extremes to everything, ladies and gentlemen, there are some people, and if it's you, then you know, it's you 
because it's been myself that in order for us to maybe hide our insecurities we become quite prideful we become very cocky and you know those affirmations and and you know us telling ourselves that we're this and we're that is not healthy um in fact it's just you know everything that we're saying is in comparison to other people like i'm better than this person um i i do this better than that person um i dress better than this person i'm the best dress i'm and it's like stuff like that like not only is it vain it's actually quite toxic and the bible is saying you know we we love to encourage ourselves but the bible says hold on hold on you know there's extremes to it do not ever think of yourself in more than what is written what is written what is written emmanuel what are you talking about well it's written in the scripture that we are his children we are god's children right that we are his workmanship that we are his servants right that we are his instruments that we are his tools and the way I see it is this, whenever you think of yourself as more than any of this, you might have to check your pride. You might have to check your pride. Whenever you find yourself thinking of yourself more than what is this, you might have to check your pride. Because a lot of us, you know, we get the promotion, we get the graduation, we get the award, we get the recognition and the appreciation, all that different stuff. And then it gets to the point where, you know, it, it sounds so innocent. You know, we're posting on Instagram, we're posting on Twitter. I did this. I did that. I worked so hard. I'm proud of me. I'd like to thank me, 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 me. But what the scripture is saying that you ain't got nothing to thank you about. Well, maybe some things, but in reality, everything that you have received, when we're really talking, when we get to the nitty gritty, everything that you have is something that you have received god gave it to you you think it's because you're hard work but you're going to tell me you work the hardest than anybody in the world has ever worked we talk about privilege all the time you think you don't have any privilege we talk about you know people basketball players where do they get that talent from not every basketball player in the nba has been the hardest person you know to ever play basketball hardest working person to ever play basketball there are people who worked their butt off but because they did not have the talent ding 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 me <laughs> because they did not have the talent it just didn't happen period it's just not it's just not going to happen it's just not you can work as hard as everybody else but it's just not going to happen there's always room to give glory to God because everything that you have, you have received. But it's a lot of us don't like to hear that. A lot of us want to sit with this idea that I got it because I worked hard. I got it because I was smarter. I got it because I was faster. I got it because I was more disciplined. And the thing is, you know, there is some room for glory for you. And I'm going to tell you what I'm going to give you glory for. Right. Thank you for allowing yourself to be used by God. Thank you for allowing yourself to be used by God. That's what I'm going to tell you. Thank you. Because you allowed yourself to be used by God and you gave up, you know, that time for God to use you. You gave up. You sacrificed certain things for God to use you. Good job. Great job. That may not be, you know, you that all that you wanted to hear. But ladies and gentlemen, if you know that you everything that you have, you've received. You know what I'm saying? Like, think about that. It's not by your power. It's not by your might. It's by. It's not by your ability. God gave you the ability. God gave you the breath in your lungs. God gave you the ability to even get wealth. God gave you wisdom. God gave you understanding. It's about time that we go to the source and we glorify the source and we appreciate the source and not just glorify the product, us. Um, 
everything good in your life has come from above, you know, and a lot of times, you know, it, it's a lot of us think that, oh, well, this person has more than me, this person has less than me, whatever, and we try to compare ourselves. But let me just tell you this, you know, there are, it, it is true, God has given more talent to some other people, maybe less talent to some other people. Maybe God has given more um, gifts to some people and less gifts to other people. But let me tell you something that the scripture says in Romans chapter 12, verse 11, right? No, Romans chapter 2. Romans chapter 2, verse 11, it says that God does not show favoritism. So if God can give more to some and less to others, then, you know, what, and that's not favoritism, then what am, what am I supposed to, how am I supposed to explain that? Well, you look at Matthew chapter 25, verse 14 and 30, and I've talked about this in the podcast before. It's a parable of talents where this master is about to go away and he's calls his servants and he gives each of his servants different talents. Talents are more like I believe it's like more like currency. Right. Um, in this context. And um, what he said is that he gave different amount of talents to each servant based on their abilities. So let's get this straight. Right. Maybe you're upset that you don't have as much talent as LeBron James. But what you don't understand is that God has given you what he's given you based on the abilities that he's also given you. There are things that LeBron James does. The responsibilities that he has, that if you were probably put in that, you would not be able to survive. Simply put. God has given us grace to have the specific gifts that he has given us. This is not favoritism. You have to understand that he has a plan. He has a script and he has roles that he needs to cast. And he's going to cast people for different roles. Doesn't mean that one is more important than the other. Doesn't mean that one person is better than the other. No, it just means that he's going to cast people roles according to the abilities that he's given them. It's not that he's given this person more abilities and more talents because he's better. No, we're all like, let me just explain something to you. We're all on this blank slate. Like we're all on the same like level. We all have the same worth. And you know what that worth is? And I said it before is that Jesus Christ died for all of us. He died for all. He didn't die more for some people and die less for the other people. He died for every last one of us. No other thing on this planet has ever set a worth, set a price and bought the price and bought us at the price jesus christ established our worth for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that all that believe in him shall have everlasting life god loved us so much and realized we are worth the death of jesus christ and then jesus christ died for us every last one of us that is your worth so I would say to the prideful is something that you may not want to hear, but you have nothing to really glory in because you've received it all. I don't care how hard you worked. I don't care what what who you think that you are. There are people that may have worked harder than you. There are people who may have been set should could have been set up more than you, whatever it might have been. And they didn't get it. And they just simply didn't get it. People that were just as hardworking as you, but they're not born in, in the right time of all this technology. I mean, come on, dude. I can go on and on all day. Let's talk to the insecure. Because the insecure need talking to. And this is the part that really hit me. When we're talking about in verse 7. When, when Apostle Paul said, For who maketh thee to differ from one another? Hmm. You know, that really hit me. Because 
as he's talking to people who are puffed up one against another, meaning, you know, one person saying they're better than the other person, the other person saying they're better than the other person, right? He didn't say, what makes you to be better than another person? He said, what makes you to differ from another person? This touched my spirit because I believe every word in the Bible is very intentional. He didn't say what makes you be better than another person because the better person does not exist. Ladies and gentlemen, the better man, the better woman does not exist. The less than, the less than, the less than man, the less than woman does not exist. We are all simply just different. Apostle Paul said, for who maketh you to differ? And the answer to that question is God. God is the person. God is the reason. He is the person to blame for you being different. He's the person to blame. And you've been resenting it your entire life. But the thing is, you are different for a specific reason because you have a specific purpose. You have a specific role to play. But meanwhile, you're comparing yourself over and over and over again to people who are not simply not playing the same role when you realize that the entire world is filled with people who are different then you must accept the fact that there is no one measuring stick that we all that we all have to adhere to because you know the measuring stick i mean it it can be perceived as different for different people but you got to get the most money the guy with the most money is the best person the 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 guy with the most um or the girl with the most um is the most attractive is the best person um the one with the the most education is the best person all these measuring sticks these are the things that's supposed to measure a woman it's supposed to measure a man but we were all made to be different things we're not all made to be jeff bezos we're not all made to be lebron james and imagine lebron james comparing himself to jeff bezos we're not all meant to be uh uh td jakes We're not all meant to be, you know, like Denzel Washington. We're not all. I mean, it's just we're literally here to do different things. But but you are just so addicted. You're so addicted to trying to be the same. But God's the one that made you different. So look here when you're trying to be the same, you're actually the reason why every time you try to be the same. Oh, my God. The reason why every time you try to be the same and you fail so hard and you feel so bad is that you are going heads up with God. You're going heads up with God. You're going heads up because God is the one that made you different. (laughs) And you're trying to go against that. You're going here. Heads up. And you think you're going to win that. When you accept the fact that you're different, you realize how toxic comparison is, how demonic it is. That's I'll say it. It's an evil spirit. It's an evil spirit. It is a spirit of self-torment. I wrote this down and said, you know, when you realize this, you realize that comparison is a never ending cycle of self-inflicted mental torment never-ending cycle of self-inflicted mental torment that is comparison because you're on a hamster wheel trying to prove yourself to yourself and to people around you trying to prove your worth 
to yourself and to people around you. Even though your worth has already been established just like everybody else's through through the death of Jesus Christ. You are different. And you can't do nothing about that. So how about you stop with the comparison, right? Stop thinking that you are less than other people because you are the truth. This is not inspiration. I'm not giving you inspiration. This is not an inspirational message. I'm telling you that you are different and you are of the same worth as the next guy. (laughs) Period. So for the people who think they're better than you in trouble with God and the people who think they are less than hey it's about time that you start to believe and understand and accept the truth and the truth is that you are not less than <laughs> the less than and the better than do not exist we're all just different period stop trying to compare different things it's just it's 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 idiotic and, that's, and I mean that in the nicest way possible. <laughs> so let's go into prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you so much, God, for this message. And I pray, Lord, that it really pierces through, Lord Jesus. That it's stained in the heads of all those that hear it in the mighty name of Jesus. I rebuke the spirit of comparison, oh God. That person is set free in the mighty name of Jesus. I rebuke the spirit of comparison, oh God. They don't believe that they are better than. They don't believe that they are less than, oh God. Everything that we have, we accept that we have received, Lord Jesus, and we give you the glory, not ourselves. We give you the glory, O God, because that is where it is due, Lord Jesus. And that is the only way that souls are saved, because we can take the glory and then it'll fade. But when we glorify you, others want to know you and have a relationship with you, O God, and they will have that relationship and their souls will be saved. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I pray, Lord Jesus, be with everyone that is listening here. Father God, help us to actually be better. This is not an inspirational message. Everything I said was your scripture, which is the truth, oh God. This is not inspiration. This is the truth. Help them to not just be inspired, but to accept this as the truth, oh God. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I pray. I pray that you guys have an amazing week. Have an amazing week. Go out. It's going to take some time for some of you. Maybe the comparison, you know, it's habitual now to compare yourself. But every time you do that, check yourself. Journal. Journal. You know, write down what you what what that spirit of comparison is saying and then use scripture to to combat it. Whatever you got to do, do it. I love you guys. Have an amazing week. Peace.